Stephanie is really funny. Stephanie is funny. She is so hilarious. I brought her upstairs to be like, look, I finished putting my office together. And she was like, oh, you know what it looks like? I was like, what? (laughs) She said it looks like an attorney's office that you would visit in Omaha if you were rear-ended. I was like... (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> so now I really need to see it. It's because so I have gavels and stuff. We are not alone and nobody is hopeless. Everybody goes to shit. We got a friend in tears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just have you know, Sarah, I wore this jacket for you today. And do you know why? Oh, you wore it at, at, at I love that jacket. That's why. No, you can't jump in <laughs> a year later and say you love this jacket. This is the jacket you said looked like a sock puppet. You said, I look like a sock puppet. In it does. It. You look, it's like one of those monkey puppets. Okay. With but the you, yeah, there you go. You, but you, I, I got this jacket and I loved it so much. And you, you stripped me of that love for this. <laughs> That night that you told me I looked like a sock puppet. Okay? Just, I, I, I got to give myself a little credit. It's really, really expert because that's exactly what you look like. It's so frustrating because <laughs> I put it on with a different kick in my step. Oh, God. Oh, that's Okay. Funny. We haven't even started this show. <laughs> sorry. I'm very sorry. That's all right. Um, here we go. This is Don't Ask Tig. I'm Tig Notaro, and it's looking like 2021 is going to be the year you just keep on asking. Today, Sarah Paulson is here with us. You know her from Ratchet, American Crime Story, American Horror Story, Ocean's 8, Carol, 12 Years a Slave, basically from every piece of film and TV. Welcome, Sarah Paulson. Thank you for having me. You know what I want to say is I didn't know your name was Notaro. It's, I think people say it as one. You're like Madonna or you're Cher, you're, you know, Tig Notaro. Wait, it's you didn't thing. know my last name? I knew it was. No, I didn't. I didn't think <laughs> I your name was. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> All these yeah. years later, yeah, you thought, thought I was, was just Tig? <laughs> I just thought you were. I didn't think it was Tig Notaro. It is Tig Notaro. I always tell people it's like, is there tar? No, no tar, no tar, and then oh, no taro. I have nothing. Like I like Madonna. it. I just it. You are. It, I just thought it was tignataro, like n- like n no. apostrophe taro. No taro. Yeah. No, no. I'm gonna go with tignataro, like I've always said it, because I'm my own woman. You sure are. You are yeah. your own woman, and I mm-hmm. am my own woman. Correct. And whether people believe it or not, I am female. <laughs> Um, Sarah, I believe it. Yes. You play so many different um, characters in TV and film, and on the stage. Even has that helped your ability to put yourself in other people's shoes? Say to give advice. I mean, I think I might be one of those people who irritatingly gives advice when it's not being asked for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that easy in a relationship? It's not great. I think Holland, if she were sitting here, would say, you know, she feels like comment a lot about everything she's doing. It sounds fun. It is. I think it's fun. Well, now. I'm not sure she does. 
how do you choose all of these different roles? Because they're they're pretty varied. And um, I could tell your tone on varied was another word you wanted to choose that you thought might be slightly no, oh, no. like you, you were trying to keep it no. nice, very polite. impressively. Very. I impressive. mean, this okay. is you're, this is coming from somebody who can only do TIG. This is that's not true. I've seen the pictures of you in this upcoming flick where you're in these this costume and this thing, and I am really ready for it, and everybody's very excited about it. Sarah so, like, Paulson, you just look like a, yeah. I, I, I might look like that, but my open my mouth and it's TIG. <laughs> TIG is flying so. a helicopter when I'm on Star Trek. <laughs> TIG is in space. <laughs> Tig goes everywhere, okay? Tig. Tig goes everywhere Tig goes. <laughs> everywhere Tig goes, Tig is there. Yes, that's, that's correct. That's for sure. Um, I think for me, I don't ever think about choosing a part from the, the point of view of what's my brand, this whole thing people talk about all the time. Like, I don't know what any of that means. I just think, am I terrified enough to say yes to this is usually what the barometer is for me. I, I really do like to be pretty convinced I can't do it. Oh, I won't be able to do it. And then I somehow feel uh, ignited by that. And did you ever feel like in the end, you're like, wow, I really couldn't do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> from what I've seen, you nail it every time. Isn't it funny that I've never really gone the full length of that idea in my mind that like, yeah, the, the, the answer is yes. I think maybe I found things I've, I've done that are, um, maybe not successful, but that were successful for me hmm. as an actor, uh-huh. actress, yes. whatever it is. Yeah. Not, you know, not showing up as Tig everywhere I go, you know? <laughs> I think <laughs> we just... talked about that once. You playing me in a movie. <laughs> I would love it more than anything I have to say. I want you to I send really... me. I, I, can my you, audition tape. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do a tape where I do my best tig. I'm uh, gonna get a sock puppet and put uh, it there. How dare it you? A, how dare I'm you? And would you would you really be open to doing comedy? Because you are, and I'm not just saying this, but you you really are. I don't. I mean, am I really gonna say you're one of the funniest people I know? But you're so funny, and you're so. I think I, um, what? What's and you just you you get it, and you you don't miss a beat, and you you have all of those really amazing comedic qualities. Where, but no one asked me to do it. No one, no one asked me to do it. And I think maybe I've just got one of those little uh, erroneous beliefs that I've held on to that I can't do it somehow. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, um, I I have no proof. I have no proof that I can do it in a in a way where. This is a known oh comedy. We're doing a you comedic could, scene. You could do I it. I'm like, I'm desperate to see it. I'm desperate to be in it with you. Let's be honest. Now, yeah. what? A random thing that I I know about you is that you have a mammoth, gargantuan vocabulary. <laughs> Any tips for I'm, Homo sapiens who want you. to dilate their lexicon? Oh, yeah, nicely done. <laughs> Read a book, kids. Mm-hmm. Read a book. Mm-hmm. Be interested in the myriad of ways you can communicate your uh, innermost feelings without using a sort of uh, traditional sort of um, boring, uh, you know. This sentence is I, just, really falling you know. apart for somebody who has a great <laughs> vocabulary. <laughs> How is Holland's vocabulary? 
uh, I would say exquisite, but she says exquisite. Okay. And that is technically, I believe, how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's not exquisite. It's that is an exquisite blueberry, she says. She doesn't say blueberry. She says blueberry. I say blueberry. No, it's not blueberry. But I it's, know, but it's fun to say that. And I say yeah, it to says, my little cubs. I say, would you like blueberries? You blueberries. Yeah, she says blueberry. She goes, oh, I would love it with a little, um, do we have any blueberries? It's like, <laughs> I would, oh, this is an exquisite blueberry. I'm like, oh my God, it tastes like a blueberry. It's fine. It's a you know, fine Holland blueberry. Holland has that way of, it's a very fine blueberry, but she would say exquisite. She has an excellent vocabulary. Um, now, Sarah, we are about yes, to take- transition into questions. Oh. Okay. Okay. There um, are people uh, yeah. out there that need help and they are relying okay. on us. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. I know that was a little abrupt going from fine blueberry to let's help people. No, it, listen, you're not, you don't have to be an, an exquisite transitioner to be very good at this job. Thank you. All right. The first question, Sarah, comes <laughs> yeah. from Courtney. Uh-huh. Courtney, Hi, Courtney writes, there's a guy I know who sometimes makes sexist memes. It's something I've talked about with my female friends who also know him. Eventually, I confronted him to try and show him the harm he was doing, and my female friends encouraged this. He didn't take it well, saying I was too sensitive, and now we don't speak. My female friends applauded my effort, but they still like his non-sexist memes. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. What she's, I mean, if I may be so bold, what she's saying is they still like his postings that are not sexist overtly, meaning instead of just excising him completely and supporting her. Oh, I see. They're, he, they're still, they're still responsive, just not about his sexist. Ah, okay. Stuff. Thank you for that. And You're it, welcome. and it makes, yeah. <laughs> it makes me <laughs> sad to see it. I unfollowed him, but he still comes up on my feed because of hashtags he uses that I follow. What should I do? Should I tell them it hurts my feelings? It's not the first time I've spoken out about something and have ended up with broken or tense friendships as a result. It's a tricky time, Sarah, with these kinds of things. I know for myself, I think you can make yourself crazy if you're policing who's liking what or... I guess it's a question to me for Courtney of can she let go of of other people's uh, connectivity to this person without personalizing it. You know, Mm -hmm. it feels like it's, it feels very personal to her that they agree with her about it in one area, but are not wanting to completely sever ties with him. And it's, I can't tell whether it's more important to Courtney that she have their allegiance or whether it bothers her more that they're okay with this part of his personality, you know? Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It's because tough. it's people. It's really people fall on such different um, places as far as sexism or what people call mm-hmm. cancel culture, which I find so annoying mm-hmm. because it's really just consequences for bad behavior. Is how I feel, and uh, it's really difficult to get into friends. It's difficult. And- it is. It's because it la- it lacks. I feel like so much of what we're sort of mushing through right now is this um, 
you brought up cancel culture is just this world that sort of feels like it lacks nuance in terms of any person sort of sitting with something that is complicated. There isn't going to be a, a clear right or wrong, I think, sometimes with these things that are really delicate and that involve human emotions that are not just like the sun rises and the sun sets. These are facts. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we determine what gets forgiven and mm-hmm. what a person has an opportunity to rectify mm-hmm. and what causes a person to just be removed from society entirely, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm all for nuance. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of it. I just don't think it's fair to have this blanket phrase of cancel culture and that it applies to um somebody that misspoke all the way to um a rapist. You know, I hope yes, there completely. needs to be some sort That's of. That's exactly the point. A more nuance, even in the way in which we label it mm-hmm. or how it's, you know. Well, that's why, held, yeah, but, that's why I, I yeah. struggle with the phrase cancel culture. But I'm, I, I feel like I don't even know if Courtney's listening anymore at this point, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> but Courtney, we're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah, she wandered off and she's she having a cracker. But she's in the woods somewhere. Yeah, but I would just yeah. say, maybe look at: Are you focused too much on social media? And um, oh, you're going back to court. You're trying to. You're bringing it back to Courtney. That's good. That's good I, of you. I. That's what I would start to think. If I was focusing on people liking things or who liked this or who's friends with that or whatever, you know what I mean. Um, I would think it's like taking care. Yeah, taking care of yourself. Is may may very well uh, dictate that you need to get off the the social media. Yeah, or limit degree. your time yeah. because people limit are really going to upset you, and social media is just a hellhole. So, Courtney, hope that helps. Uh, <laughs> and if I, it doesn't, you know, don't I, don't don't bother me about <laughs> it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess what we should have said is sorry, we don't know. We don't know. No, Courtney. we don't know. Well, we have more questions for us waiting after the break, Sarah. So let's get in and at least try and help somebody. This transition's going terribly. We'll be right back. Sarah, please be quiet so we can transition, so we can go to a commercial. Sarah, please. Sorry. We'll be right back. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. You can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Sephora, and Zappos. And even stack deals on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And we're back. Sarah, as we discussed, you have an impressive vocabulary. So this next question is just for you. Oh, meaning you will not be weighing in? I'm going to go take a bathroom break and you can run the show. Great. 
Not a problem. Rachel writes, a podcaster that I otherwise enjoy keeps saying hone in on instead of home in on. Whatever shall I do? For context, the podcast focuses on true crime reporting. So, for example, the podcaster might say, the police began to hone in on a suspect. Ugh, help. Sarah, it's almost like you wrote this. I didn't, but I want to tell Rachel something just because it's been told to me many times. By me? Nobody. No, <laughs> by my sister, Elizabeth, who you know. She really gets on me about how much I sort of, you know, tell her when she's using a word incorrectly. And I just think, I just want you to be in the meeting that you're going to be in. And I want you to use the right word. I don't want anyone there, you know, with some big fancy college degree going, home, hone. And is it dope. something like, are you home in on it? Yeah, and I like to home in on, on just exactly what the wrong word is, and I like to uh, fix it. What do you suppose that is? Oh, it's a control issue. The problem is Rachel's very controlling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm projecting. I'm projecting. It's This is what I've been told. It's like, why don't I let it go? Who cares if everybody's doing it? I mean, the problem I would have is what <laughs> Rachel has, which is this is your job. You're a host of a podcast, and this is what you're – you should actually know more than the average bear no, about how on, to – No, come on, please. Yeah. It's a podcast. Sorry. It is a no, podcast. No, but this is a person – no, listen, quiet now. Um, what I'm asking for how is you? if a – You're hushing the host if of I'm, a global sensation of a podcast? You just told me that this question was for me and that you were going to go to the bathroom. Okay, well, I took you at your word. Obviously a bad idea. But what I'm trying to say is, if it were me, I probably would write it and I would say, I'm a huge fan of, of your show, but it's making me nuts. Please find a way to educate yourself about this phrase. Since you use it often, sign your good friend, Rachel. That's what I would do. You'd sign it, Rachel? I sign it, your good friend Rachel, an avid listener. All right. I well, just, because I want to know when I've said the word incorrectly, I do, because it's an opportunity to learn. I feel that way too. I, I actually, I'm very sensitive to it. And I've had people tell me that I'm irritating when I, um, <laughs> so I, I understand and I actually do appreciate it. In fact, you know what I can't stand is I've heard myself it, through editing on the podcast where I've mispronounced words that are easy that words. That you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're completely... Like no taro. Like no taro. Even easier. But it's just no, because it's I didn't formulate the word correctly. It's not because mm-hmm. I don't know the word. But if this person sure. continues to say it incorrectly, I say... I say if you're listening to this podcast and it's making you nuts, then like put pen to paper and and go to town. Let them know. Do it with love and kindness and tell them how much you love the show. Mm -hmm. But this one thing is making you absolutely banana pants and you can't handle it. Yeah, Rachel, write write the host. Do what Sarah says. Yeah, you got to write a letter. And sign, sincerely, Sarah Paulson. Okay? That's the answer I think that we've come (laughs) up with. And hopefully uh, we helped you home in and hone in on a solution (laughs) for your issue. Okay, Sarah, now that we're warmed up, before I ask the next question, do you ever bake at home? Not ever, not once. All right. Well, um, with that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, was it going to go somewhere if I was like, oh, Tig, Tig, I make all kinds of things. I bake, I bake, 
I beg you wouldn't believe what I do. I mean, why don't you ask Jennifer Garner to come on the show and maybe she'll talk about all that she bakes and you can have a whole conversation about baking with her. Why am I being yelled at? Why am I being yelled at? Because I asked if you bake. Because I want to know where you were going to go if I said, let's take two and I'm going to say. Well, if you'd stop yelling at me, I could get to the next beat and it would all be clear. But no, you want to take a, a minute and just rip me apart on my own Global sensation of a podcast. <laughs> All that said, Steve asks, <laughs> my partner and I. Your, your transitions are, are just incredible. So smooth. It's like, it's like being on the Audubon. Just, it's really something. <clears throat> Question three. Steve asks, <laughs> my partner and yes, I Steve? are a part of a group of friends that often shares baked goods cookies, biscuits, scones, etc., whenever we make them. There is one couple who makes things that just aren't good. Sounds like a couple of Sarah and Hollands. Nothing from these close friends ever seems like they actually made it in the oven. They're pale, doughy creations. We are concerned that they think these taste good. How do we tell them the truth? Or should we suck it up and politely keep accepting undercooked treats for the foreseeable future? Steve, you know, there's a pandemic, right? And, you know, like if the, <laughs> if the thing we're worried about is like whether or not to tell our neighbor that they make a shitty gift that they've given you. No, Steve, see, you cannot this is, say anything about it. See, Sarah's coming from the point of view from somebody that can't bake or cook. So she's taking it personally. And she, well, this I is just a- feel like you can't criticize the handmade item because you deem it unworthy. You hear that, Steve? I think you can't tell them that it's a subpar baked good uh-huh. when they're offering you baked goods or that you worry that they have um, no ability to taste and that they th- – the thing that really gets me is that Steve wants to know <laughs> – is worried that he and his partner are worried that they don't know it tastes <laughs> That really tickles me because it's like you're concerned that they don't know. <laughs> but Steve – who cares? Steve does. Who, and Steve his partner. Cares, but why do you care, Steve? Because they're putting the no. time and effort in. He didn't, he didn't name his partner. He didn't name his partner because his partner's probably upset that Steve is asking. That's what I've decided. I'm going to do a little behind the scenes character study here. And I've decided that Steve's partner uh-huh. did not want Steve to write this question because Steve's partner believes that they shouldn't say anything. I understand. But <laughs> you feel like if you put the time and energy into making something delicious... And it was, in fact, delicious. And your friends were eating it, and then somebody delivered disgust on a pan. (laughs) I think I would feel there would be a great opportunity for my partner and I. Oh, you're not naming your partner. Interesting. I'm I'm assuming that I'm pretending I'm Steve. I'm inside the story. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I couldn't follow that. Just different kind of actors. It's fine. (laughs) So, um, what what I'm trying to say is. Is that I believe this would be such a don't you think if this happened to you, you and Stephanie would find it endlessly hilarious? Yes. It would be the funniest thing ever. And you would like, yes. and I, I think there's a missed opportunity for Steve and his partner to have a cackle. To really, to have a real cackle about the absolute consistency with which the hideous baked goods are dropped off. I'm on your side. So humor, it's an opportunity for humor here. It Steve. really is. I if something disgusting showed up with good intentions <laughs> consistently. Every time, it would be 
so funny to me. They're like the Smithertons. They they oh, are those the neighbors? Yeah. The Smithertons. The Smithertons. <laughs> they sent over their their blueberry muffins. Like it just <laughs> blueberry. blueberry, blueberry dear. They're blueberry muffins. Yes, dear. All right. I mean, it would be so great. Sorry, Steve, but I can't. I can't feel a tremendous amount of your pain. I feel like you've got to just drop the humor lens right in front of the old uh, peepers. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if you really take it even further, imagine yourself having that horrible conversation <laughs> with these yeah. people where you say, <laughs> "Like I find this terribly unsavory." Um, and how can you not know? Here's another scenario, and then we're going to move on from Steve, and I want the editors to keep editors. Like, I have a team. There's one person. I need my assistant, my editors, and my <laughs> oh, my oh the I'm San in Francisco movies. 49ers. Oh, uh, I'm I, in movies. I, I have an assistant. I, this uh, is I how I a, choose projects. I'm a helicopter pilot in oh. a great big shoot 'em up bust em up movie. I'm super cool. My name's Tig. You know what? No I'm, going to, I'm going to no invite taro. you to a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guess who's going to win it? You. Okay, so here's the other thing with Steve. I think that what also might be happening is the Smithertons. Is that their name? Smithertons. Smithertons might be actually the funny people in this scenario. They might be the ones that are... Maybe they're waiting. They're waiting for someone to be like... That is so funny. It could be like a social experiment to see like how long it would take for people to say something. Oh my gosh. Like an anthropological study about what will it take? I think people who are actually friends. Yes. I think Steve and his partner are getting fooled. They're being duped. Yeah, they're being fooled. They're being duped. Yes. Whatever word you want to choose. Fooled, I just said. All right, Steve. Whatever. (laughs) Best of luck with your half-baked friend. Bye, Steve. Sarah, sadly, we've arrived <laughs> at our last listener question. All right. Take a moment to okay. realize that this is going to end soon. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Hillary yeah. writes, we can only assume it's Hillary Clinton. Okay. Clinton, I was literally going to say it, but I thought, don't be stupid. Let Tig do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let Tig do that. But I almost said, I'm sure it's Hillary Clinton. And then you edited she yourself. She listens. And then I stopped myself, which is, you know, yeah. the difference between the two of us. I Meaning you're great and I'm not as good as you are uh, at this podcasting thing and all the other things too. Nutrition, veganism, comedy, helicopter piloting, parenting. Hillary Clinton writes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mom of three small children and feel less and less in touch with myself. With all of the challenges of adulthood and parenthood, how do I keep up with things like new music, books, or podcasts that will fulfill my interests without spending hours committing by listening and hating it or researching online? Are there any reliable sources that won't constantly change? I feel like the world of technology changed the way we share media right when I had children and I didn't get the memo. Um, let's see. Is she looking for a gadget or an app? What I hear in there is that she doesn't have time to put in time mm-hmm. to then be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of say, well, then you can't live life. Mm-hmm. 
aren't we all kind of rolling the dice every time you, you know, you sit down and you turn on the television, you make a choice to watch something. And most things aren't very good, I think. Right. Thank you. So I'm not, I mean, you're welcome. But I, you know, so I end up feeling like you got to just testing the waters and seeing what you like has got to be part of the thing that feels pleasurable to you. I mean, that's where it's kind of fun with social media. You can put it out there and ask your friends, hey, mm-hmm. are there any uh, books or podcasts or music I should be listening to? Because I find it hard to imagine that you're just aimlessly clicking around on podcasts or, um, you know. No. It, there's a lot of people and apps or whatever it is, friends, whatever, that can point you in some sort of direction. But yeah. I do agree that it is fun to find something you don't like to find some, and discuss yes, that. And, then get very, and discuss that and get very clear about what you don't like about it. There can be, I always like doing that, mm-hmm. you know, hate watching something. Like I can't stop watching it, but I hate every minute of it. Also, don't you have maybe some people in your life, your closest friend or somebody who's who you have a kind of like-minded uh interests in and stuff so it doesn't become um that come out i guess but i like to say it again oh okay my better. apologies um, say it a third it's time okay but sure you you went on and on about steven and all the different ways in which steven and his partner could you came up with a whole you know right so but they were all different second. you're you're no i presented no. an idea and then you no. cut me off no. only to present the same no. idea no because i'm gonna go somewhere more uh I'm just going to go somewhere better. Okay, sorry to bother you, but I can't remember. Can't remember what it was. Don't, sure didn't she have friends? That's your question. Don't she have friends? that I can guess point my, you in the right direction, like I said. I, <laughs> I just sort of feel like I feel like Hillary Clinton should uh, probably. I feel like what ends up happening is we we are living in that time where everybody has a list. You know, every year, especially at the end of the year, they do the best of lists and the worst of and things. I sort of feel like. It's probably more fun to sort of self-curate and figure out what speaks to you rather than only listening to the things. Unless sort of what she's asking, which it seemed like in the beginning, if she was feeling like she was getting left behind in terms of missing out on things that were happening in the moment and not being able to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, maybe there are some either magazines and things she reads online, whether it's New but York Magazine or But she's never going to catch up. Let's be right. honest. So maybe it's like letting go of that expectation and just sort yeah. of starting where she where she is and seeing what interests her. I think about it all the time when I'm doing laundry and folding clothes and that idea of, of thinking, oh, I'm going to catch up. You'll right. never catch up in life. It's just, it's what life is all about. It's just always going to be changing. It's always going to be leaving you behind. And you have to make the decision to, like Sarah was saying, take the risks, see what's out there, catch up with it. Or fall behind, but um, it's... A little acceptance might have to come into play here, sort of what you're saying. That That, that is. That, no, you know, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to say that now? Well, I just wanted to bring it to a, you know, since you said you weren't good at... Tra- I was going to bring it to a... No, I didn't a, say I wasn't good at transitions. You said I wasn't good at transitions. I, I, I'm pretty sure other people think it too. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Hillary Clinton should do... <laughs> Should definitely take your advice. I thought what you said was very eloquent uh, and actually really really right. Yeah, I think that's a very, very solid piece of advice. Can we stay on this for a minute? Yeah. What else would you like me to say about it? (sighs) Nothing. It just, it was eloquent. (laughs) But it was. It was eloquent. It was wise. And I think that it's eloquent and wise what you said in that it's fun 
to explore. And it's fun to find the good and the bad. And to imagine that your neighbors, Stephen, to to bring you back into this conversation. But you know we're not talking <laughs> to Steve anymore, right? This is I just said to bring Stephen back into it. It's 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you re-listen to it with your editors, um you'll see you'll see that there was a place I was going that was, you know. Steve, I hope that helps listening to... It's not not Steve. I was getting to how it's not Steve. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) (laughs) Steve, I hope that helps listening to us help Hillary Clinton. And uh, Hillary Clinton, Clinton. thanks for writing in. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This has been the most unhelpful episode (laughs) I'm sure. Except for you did a really, that that last one was really good for Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Sarah, we have one more thing to do and that's it. Okay. Okay? It's called Name That Thing. Oh. Name That Thing. This is the part of the show where people write in when they need us to name that thing for them. Anything from a dog to a baby. The catch is they must use the name. Okay. Okay. Lane writes, I am a 27-year-old who has just saved up enough money to buy my first car. It is a used Honda Civic in a dark royal blue color, and I want to customize it with vanity plates. Would you help me think of something clever to name my car? All right. So this is a Honda Civic. I used to have a gold Honda Civic. Really? Not to be braggadocious, but years ago, I named it. Goldie Honda. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got a gold Honda CB350 motorcycle that then inherited the name Goldie Honda. And then I had a turquoise Honda CB350 that I named Kurt Russell. That's really funny and very witty. I like it. Goldie Honda and Kurt Russell. So what can we do for Lane? (laughs) Um, a used Royal Honda Blue Civic. Used Honda Civic. Okay. Here's I'm spitballing, and maybe one of these will be good. Okay. What if the vanity plate said first car exclamation point? Do they have those? No. No, I don't think you can do a punctuation. Okay, first think, car. And it's like, yeah. Okay. What's your other? What's your other? Blue Civic. <laughs> He said he didn't use the, the descriptive clever. That's clever, clever in its own way. Okay, royal blue. Is there anything in there? Um, civic. Is there something with civics? Civic duty. And spell it D-O-O-D-Y? <laughs> yes. Civic duty. <laughs> yep. Enjoy your new car, Lane. <laughs> duty. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It really makes me... Civic Duty is the name of his car. <laughs> and you have to send a picture in. But it has to be spelled... D-O-O... It has to be spelled... D-Y. Duty, not yeah. duty. No, that's right. Yeah. Duty. <laughs> I want to see Civic Duty. <laughs> And the backup plan can either be first car 
or, um, or Honda Civic. Honda Civic. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lane, if you want to be really bold and cool. And you do because you're getting duty. vanity you plates. You want Civic Duty. Yeah. D-O-O-D-Y. Heard you the first three times. <laughs> I like to repeat myself. All right, Lane. We've named your car. Just remember, you have to use the name we came up with. <laughs> Civic Duty. Do you want to spell it again, Sarah? <laughs> D-O-O-D-Y. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thank you for, Sarah, thank you for being on Don't Ask Tig. Do you want to uh, promote anything? You have so many, so many great things. What do you want to promote? This podcast. Thank you. For you. Thank you. For you. Since you wanted Rachel to do it. Rachel? How quickly we Oh, right, right. Right, 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 right. Okay. Why did I start this podcast <laughs> saying how funny you were? I don't know why. You know, and we have this. Bad. We've recorded it. We have this. The podcast's <sighs> over. We have this on tape. We have it on audio. Why do you have a bunch of gavels? What's I don't happening? have a bunch. Well, why do you have one? Like, because you don't have to have a bunch. Having one, and you're not a judge. What's the deal? I was on a television show and mm-hmm. the challenge was for me to learn how to be an auctioneer and <clears throat> i was presented with you know in recognition of your proven auction skills you are hereby promoted to the rank of colonel colonel tignotaro notaro Notaro. Yeah, my name. So can you do that thing where you're like, like that stuff? Sarah, I have to go. No one I'm asking. Me, 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 Give me your best auction. Mm. Okay, going once, going once. (laughs) Going once, going once. (laughs) Let's try it again. (laughs) Oh, my God. That really... (sighs) (laughs) Okay, we still have the gavel. Okay. Okay. Let's give it your best Mm. shot. Nothing I'm going to say is going to make sense. I'm just going to, okay. No, I understand. There's, everything's going on five, 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 five down in front, five down in front, there's a thousand, but in the back of that. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't cut out after two seconds. <laughs> and I love that you gave the heads up that nothing you say is going to make sense. Like, I thought you were going to be rattling off <laughs> sensical. <laughs> okay. I want you to go for... 20 seconds, okay? 20 seconds? 20 I won't seconds. be able to do it. But just do Not it. Gonna happen. Make your brain work I- so hard and go. Uh- <laughs> we got to sell this gavel. Come on. <sighs> okay. <sighs> okay. How many people going once, going, going, going? <laughs> How many people going? How many people? How many people going once? 
Why don't you start this next sentence off with who here? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I mean I'm really gonna lose my mind. I'm laughing so hard. Woo! Okay. Ready? Woo! Let's sell this gavel. I don't understand. Oh, oh, sell the gavel. Yeah, we're gonna sell Who this gavel. Who here is interested in yeah. this gavel? We have to do it fast. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do it, Jake. All right. Ah. This is your last chance. We gotta sell this gavel. Okay. All right. Let's sell this gavel. Let's think Ladies about- and gentlemen, we're gonna go here. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Gotta go everyone down in front, be down and down and down. <laughs> Wait, once you start laughing, just come back and continue. I can't because everyone, because I, I can hear what I'm saying. I know, it's but that's ridiculous. why you got to pull it together. And this is your, okay, the hardest I'm not acting good at job. This. Okay, this is, I'm directing you. Okay. Okay, so you laugh, okay. you lose your mind, you duck, you come back, you don't okay. miss a beat. Okay, we got to sell okay. this gavel. Okay. I, I respond best to action. Action. Everybody, welcome here tonight. We have a very, 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 very exciting night. We have a lot of, a lot of things to sell, sell, sell. And we got to get rid of this gal tonight here. Who's going once, going once for the gal? Going twice, do I have 1,500? Do I have 12,000? 12... up to 12,000 for a gavel. <laughs> for a gavel. I can't. I'm really. Oh, oh God! Uh, I don't mean to laugh at myself, but that is that's some funny. That's some funny attempt. Oof. I'm not doing it again. So get away from me. The gavel has been sold. Okay, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Whew. Thank I, you. You know, I haven't laughed like that in a long time, so I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. Appreciate and. Um, yeah. Thank you for being on here, and I would highly... Being on here? (laughs) (laughs) That's what you Don't Ask Tig is hosted by me, Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Ouellette, Tracy Mumford, and Whitney Jones. Our editor is Phyllis Fletcher. Executive producer, Lauren D. Engineering and sound mixing by Eric Romani. Digital production by Christina Lopez. Talent booking by Marianne Ways. Production assistance by Nancy Shu. Our theme music is Friend in Tig by Edie Brickell and Kyle Crusham, and Listen to Your Heart by Edie Burkell. Special thanks to Hunter Seidman, Lily Kim, and Alex Shafford. Our executive consultant is Dean Capello and Gobsmack Studios. You can always ask for advice at don'tasktig.org. Just write in with your problem or send us a voice memo. You can also follow us on social media at Don't Ask Tig. Don't Ask Tig is a production of American Public Media. And as always, thanks, Dana. And I'll tell Becky.
Hi, I'm stand-up comedian and sex symbol Tig Notaro. And I'm actor and writer Cheryl Hines. Before Cheryl and I got into the big business of podcasting together, (laughs) we were just simply friends. And we're still friends. But now we talk about a different documentary every week on our podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. So whether you love documentaries or just want to hear us slowly lose our minds, check out Tig and Cheryl, True Story, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, cool. (laughs) 